Good afternoon. It is a Facebook Live Friday. Brian Milam, Lee K. Howard, as we kind of recap what's gone on this past week. And it has been a week of uh, a lot of emotion. Jared Lorenzen mm -hmm. passing away uh, July 3rd. He was uh, memorialized and uh, a celebration of life earlier this week. And for me, that was really the biggest takeaway of the entire week. Uh, spent July 10th up in Edgewood um, at St. Pius the 10th Church and so, saw so many people come mm -hmm. up there and it was uh, pretty emotional there was some laughter there were obviously tears there was disbelief a little bit of everything i think it just goes to show just the reach that jared lorenzen had not only for the state of kentucky the university of kentucky but the really in some ways the whole world a lot yeah. of people knew of jared lorenzen and a lot of his former teammates from both kentucky even the the New York Giants, even Eli Manning, made mm -hmm. his way to northern Kentucky this week to uh, be there for that celebration of life. So certainly a, a very neat thing to do for, for someone like Jared Lorenzen. So many past players, uh, teammates of his. Uh, we saw Mark Stoops, Tony Neely, um, several other people within the U.K. football and athletics administration that made their way up there. For me, uh, being a little selfish, um, and, and reminiscing a little bit about Jared because when I got into sports, 1999 was my first year. That was his redshirt freshman season. Dusty Bonner was the quarterback. And then in 2000, when I really jumped into sports full-time mm -hmm. professionally, I got to see Dougie Allen and got to see Derek Smith and Nolan Devon and all of these guys, Sylvester the Big Cat Miller and Sweet Pea Burns and that early 2000s run uh, and that era for me was huge because it was my first time really in television for sports. And so when these people like Jeremy Cottle showed up and Shane Boyd, it took me back to a younger time too when all of us were younger and we didn't think about what could happen later in life. And, and as we saw for Jared, um, things went well professionally, but then physically. Sure. That's what brought uh, brought him down in, in the end. And uh, But it was really great to see so many people show up. And isn't it neat to see that many years later, you were talking about that group and that team, and it's been almost 20 years yeah. uh, from that group, but they still remain tight. They still yeah. remain close, and especially when a situation like this unfortunately mm -hmm. happens, that group is, is here to rally. And I think that's the great thing about sports in general. No Most doubt. teams, you know, you, you, you create a bond that's like a family, and that family does not end when you leave your prospective school at the time. I mean, that continues on. So that was a really neat thing to do, and I know there are several opportunities to help raise money for mm -hmm. Jared Lorenzen, uh, his family, uh, in, in such a difficult time, one of them being the uh, Throwboy Tees, his T-shirt right. company, right. Uh, donating all the proceeds of uh, their T-shirt sales this month of the, the entire month of July to the family of Jared Lorenzen. So that is a, a pretty neat deal. Plus, you can get a T-shirt. So go to ThrowboyTees.com uh, and, and buy a T-shirt. Uh, Keenan Burton, who was a receiver out of Manual High School in Louisville, uh, Derek Johnson from Harrodsburg, brother Dennis played on the defensive mm -hmm. side. Derek was on the offensive line. They were two of the more emotional guys right. uh, that were there. Keenan really took it hard. Uh, his first touchdown pass coming against Louisville at Commonwealth, then Commonwealth Stadium. And Derek, uh, certainly, you know, he had the football and, and would have, would snap it to Jared when Nolan Devon didn't do it. And um, it, I was really touched by those two guys in particular. Uh, Shane Boyd, who played at Henry Clay, and as people remember, had a uh, quarterback duel for the job and, um, and actually started in 2002 
2003 over Jared, and then Jared would come in relief, and those two guys would battle it out. And just the respect that um, competitors have. You know, there are times when the media gets blamed for a lot of, oh, they're starting a quarterback controversy. That was a quarterback competition, and I think sometimes people get competition and, and uh, controversy confused. No, there is always competition and everything. Shane flew in. He was in Chicago and flew in for this. And just yeah. as you mentioned, the reach that uh, the hefty lefty would have. And, um, man, he's going to be missed because that guy had so much charisma. He didn't look like a quarterback. He <laughs> threw like a quarterback. But I jokingly said – you know, to Dave Baker, but I was, it was true. He was the master of the improv. Yes, in fact, what I was, was going to say, Gary on uh, Facebook right now just said, never will forget the over-the-back pass oh. that Jared made about to go down, <laughs> and he literally throws the ball. Yeah. There's no way he knew that where that was going, but he knew a receiver was going to be he in that direction. Was there. Whether it was lucky or it was planned, <laughs> that's the kind of thing that Jared Lorenzen uh, did and kind of – in that time, when Kentucky, let's, let's face it, the team wasn't very good at all. Right, they struggled but, a little bit. Exactly, but at the time, but he put them on the map, and people mm-hmm. wanted to watch Kentucky football because of this guy, Jared Lorenzen, and so that, that was fun. And, and I also think this is pretty neat. You mentioned Mark Stoops and some of the current football mm-hmm. regime that's there at UK. They have mentioned in some way they are going to honor right. Jared this upcoming season. Terry Wilson, the, the current quarterback at UK, uh, put a thing out on Twitter the other day that he is looking into wearing Jared's number 22 for that first game of the season. So however they decide to honor Jared, that is certainly a, a really neat thing. One thing about sports that I love is how baseball, football, basketball, hockey, soccer, whatever your sport, how they honor the past or they honor a player with the magnitude Jared had on this state. And um, I really think it'd be nice if if you just saw, you know, we see at the top of Kroger Field the flags that fly for South Carolina and LSU, just representing the entire SEC. But I think it'd be pretty sharp if they had a 22 flag fly the entire season. Sure. Because he had such an impact. Something what now? Yeah. We're getting a we're getting a text from Chris Bailey here. Oh sure, the uh, the uh, tribute car for Jared Lorenzen oh, yeah. this weekend at uh, at uh, Kentucky Speedway. Um, B.J. McLeod uh, tonight uh, in the uh, in the NASCAR race is going to to have a decal of Jared Lorenzen on the hood of his car. It better be a big hood. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I mean, that—that's—that's that's how you know you made it. Yeah, you know, that's right. I mean, that's and Jared. Right. Let's be honest. Jared would have loved all this stuff. Oh no doubt. You know, he would have—he no would have soaked all this stuff in. So yeah, another way that that Jared is being remembered this weekend uh, in Sparta at the NASCAR races. <laughs> and you mentioned, uh, you know, the the behind the back pass and or behind the head pass. And I remember the Indiana game when. Um, Jared is directing traffic on the run to Derek Smith. Back corner, back corner. He was a sandlot guy. I yeah, mean, he was like, drawing up the like rocks. Go. Yeah, you're the go, bottle go. cap. You're the stick. Here's what you're going to do when you go here and there. And as I mentioned, you know, obviously he did not have the body of what you would consider a quarterback or a position player. But it, and in some ways, and I'm going to use a wrestling term here for Dusty Rhodes, who always used to say, I'm the son of a plumber. I'm the son. He looked like, like a truck driver. Yeah. That he was going to be the truck driver who's going to be throwing it, or, or just that that everyday man, who was that quarterback, and that's the kind of hero that a lot of people can relate to. He didn't look like this, this, and that. 
he just looked like everyday Jared, and, and I think that is one thing that people will always take with him. And to wrap this up, not only him on the field, but I think a lot of people spoke to you the other day. It wasn't necessarily exactly only what he did on the field that yeah. make, made them love him. It was the kind of person that he was then as a teammate, no the kind of person that he was growing up in northern Kentucky, the mm -hmm. kind of teammate that he was at Highlands High School, and, of course, the kind of person that he was ever since then when, when those people like myself got to know him, uh, even better person yeah. than he was a football player. Like I said, if you, can make, if you can mention someone's name and you immediately start to smile, you know you've done <laughs> something pretty good. Uh, speaking of great people who have done great things, Mitch Barnhart, is a top-of-the-line human being, and he was just today, uh, it was officially announced, he will be the head of the NCAA Selection Committee when the year 2020-2021, that season rolls around. He's going to be the third UK representative all-time, Bernie Shively, uh, CM, CM Newton, now Mitch Barnhart, will be the head of the selection committee and you know for for John Calipari all these years he said I don't know what the committee's doing they're trying to stick it to us now you can't say that because your boss is going to be <laughs> at the top of the food chain here in a couple of years in fact uh, you know Mitch Barnhart has been on the committee right. the last couple of years he hasn't been the chairman of the committee but he's been on the committee and Calipari likes to you know and, and, and they've got better with the formulas and being more transparent with mm -hmm. the coaches and the schools with these are the kinds of things we're looking for in order to seed you and of course every year people get left out or things get seated funny in some sure. ways and, and everybody likes to play the victim and John Calipari likes to play the victim many times uh, as, far as, as far as his seating is concerned. But this last year, I thought it was funny, on Selection su uh, Sunday, we all went over to his house, right. and there was something with their bracket that the cow was like, I mean, they didn't ask me. I don't know anybody. I don't have anyone on the committee. And someone was like. And John Hale said, yeah. I think it was John. So yeah. Like, yeah, you do. Yeah, well, you kind of do. Your, your boss is actually on the committee. So, yeah. So, I, it's always good, though, to have somebody on the committee, although it is important to note. Certainly. The, uh, the athletic director of a particular school cannot be in the room. That is when they're discussing their particular team. That's not just for the chairman. That's for any member of the committee that, that is directly involved with the school. So Mitch Barnhart will not be able to be in the room when they're discussing Kentucky's seeding for the NCAA basketball tournament. But I would assume that they're not going to do something poorly and then invite Mitch Barnhart yeah. back into the room and say, oh, yeah, we put you uh, in uh, San Jose, California <laughs> against Duke. Uh, you know? <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure that could only help that Mitch Barnhart it will be the chairman of the committee, not this next year, right. but the year after 2020, that. 2020, 2021. Right. And even though he can't be in the room, you can plant the seed. There you go. You I learned this a long time ago. You have the meeting before the meeting, if you know what I mean. So he doesn't have to be in the room, won't be in the room, can't be in the room, but he could probably say, <clears throat> you know, Lee Kay, uh, you know, we, we look like a number one seed right now. Right, right. And, and I'm probably thinking number one overall seed because next year you're going to be in this position and if you really want that position, you know, you may want to put Kentucky as the number one overall seed. And what does this say about Mitch Barnhart? 18 years at Man, Kentucky. He has killed it. I think he's the, I believe, I believe he's the longest tenured uh, AD yeah. in the Southeastern Conference. No he's question. been the chairman of the SEC athletic directors. Now he's going to be the chairman of the NCAA basketball committee. I hope people understand what Mitch Barnhart has meant to this school because while many people look at basketball as what they think of when they think of UK athletics, what he has been able to do with putting coaches 
you know, the Rachel Lawsons in yeah. softball and, you know, I mean, all these other sports, and they've all elevated themselves uh, as an athletic department. That is really something what Mitch Barnhart and uh, the people that he's been able to bring have been able to do. He has done exactly what his title says he is to do. He's the athletics director, and for years and years and years, you go back to, uh, gosh, you can go all the way back to Lancaster and Hagen and then CM Newton. So many people just thought, well, it's a Kentucky. Kentucky's a basketball school. The AD is basically the basketball athletic director. And everybody else, if we win, eh, great. Mitch Barnhart has elevated every single sport. You know, cheerleading and basketball is where the national championships were won um, in, the, in the 80s and 90s and so forth. Softball is off the charts. Mm -hmm. Rifle has won national titles. Baseball has improved. 50, 49, $50 million stadium. The improvements to Commonwealth Stadium, now Kroger Field. Women's basketball has gone crazy. Winning an SEC championship only the second time in school history. Every single volleyball has sure. gone nuts. I mean, he has done exactly what an athletics director should do. And if you remember, I know you weren't here, but when he hired Rich Brooks, and those horrible, dumb sayings, the bumper stickers, the shirts that said Ditch, Mitch, you know, right. and Rich, that was so dumb because you have to give somebody a chance. And because UK football struggled right after uh, Guy Moore left. When Guy Morse was 7-5 and five in 02, then Rich Brooks came in, they went 4-8. and eight. It really took them a while to get going. Just stay the course. Yeah. Things are going to happen. And 18 years later, Kentucky is at the top of the food chain in just about everything. Yeah, so absolutely. Congratulations to Mitch Barnhart. Yeah, no question. Also this weekend, uh, Quaker State 400. Alex Walker is up at the Kentucky Speedway today. He'll bring in some of the video of the Jared Lorenzen car uh, that we will see uh, this weekend. And the Quaker State 400, I'm not a huge NASCAR guy. Don't even try to act like I am even though we all need a chassis adjustment and <laughs> splashes Sunoco fuel every now and then. Uh, that place has really come a long way also. Uh, the first year they had it, it was terrible with the traffic and the people paying tickets and only got to see like the last 30 laps of the race. They have done a wonderful job up there. If you've never gone to the uh, Kentucky Speedway to see the Quaker State 400 or a race at all, you need to treat yourself to that because the first time I went, I thought, well, what do you do? They take left turns all day long. The planning, the stuff that goes on in the garage, oh, that is worth the price of admission if you can get in there. Yeah, it's a, it's always a neat weekend. I've been up there a couple of times, and, and they did the repave a couple of years ago, and that, of course, changed the whole surface of the track, and it changed kind of the dynamic. And Martin mm -hmm. Truex Jr. has won back-to-back -back years. You've got a couple of drivers, Kyle Busch, who we, we met up with yesterday in, in Georgetown. He's won twice there. Brad Keselowski has won there. So there's a couple drivers that have kind of had the number on Kentucky Speedway, but this will be another fun year. The race is tomorrow night, the Quaker State 400, the Cup yep. Series race. Uh, and, and, of course, there's a race tonight as well. Trucks were last night. So uh, a fun thing to do. Only comes around literally, literally one once weekend, a <laughs> once a year. you got the Cup race in, uh, in Sparta, Kentucky, and it's, it's, it's fun to go up there. So if you don't have plans, go up there. And like you said, the, some of the uh, Cup drivers are uh, speaking to the media, probably mm -hmm. as we speak right now, this afternoon, yep. certainly. And we will have uh, some coverage from Sparta 
coming up at uh, 5.30 and 6 o'clock. One final thing, and we'll make this quick because we show so many highlights. Summer League for former Wildcats. Boy, what has Tyler Hero he'd been drinking in that Miami water down there? Because this guy has killed it. Keldon Johnson has gone off. We haven't seen P.J. because of an injury, so we'll wait till the season rolls around. But it is a lot of fun to see how quickly kids can adjust from the college game. And I know it's not you're not facing off with Russell Westbrook and, and LeBron and all these guys just yet. But to get at that pro stage, that summer league, and to do what they have been doing in such a short amount of time, uh, maybe Keldon, and I was a little skeptical. I thought of the three, P.J. Hero and Keldon. I thought he's got to mature a little bit. He's got to put some weight on. He's got to figure out what his game is. Right. Because he would be an excellent three-point shooter for two games, disappear from the arc, then he'd go rebound 17 times in a game like he did once, and then he'd disappear again, and then for four or five games, kill it again. So, uh, But he has just worn it out for the Spurs, and it's been a lot of fun to watch. It has been a lot of fun to watch, and you mentioned Tyler Hero. His game translates to today's Man, NBA it sure does. like nothing else. I mean, you got more spacing on the floor, and Tyler can, you know, as, as we saw at Kentucky some too, he can – shoot off the dribble, he can shoot off the catch, he can come off the screen. I mean, he is, and he's been able to translate that to the mm -hmm. summer league, but all those people who questioned how Tyler Hero was a lottery pick for the Miami Heat, I think they're starting to realize why Pat Riley decided to take him. So, And he's going to be on a team where I think minutes are going to be available for him, so yeah. that's going to be fun to see once, like you said, he does compete against the LeBrons and the Russell Westbrooks and, be fun. and the real, real competition. Uh, I still think his game's going to translate quite yeah. well, and, and it's great to see those guys uh, competing so well in the NBA Summer League right now. All right, that's going to do it for this Facebook Live Friday. Next week is the SEC Football Media Days. We will be down in Hoover, Alabama, covering the Wildcats. And who knows where they will wind up in the preseason polls. A lot of people think they're just a six-win team. Some people think they could go either way. They're kind of sitting on the fence, according to some of the prognostications. But as Mark Stoop says, this is the talking season. Nobody saw 10 wins coming a year ago. And I think anything other than another big bowl game, or at least a mid-major bowl game, with, especially with all the guys that UK lost, I think, that, I think you can pencil in the Cats for a, uh, another bowl game. We can't wait for that. But let's enjoy the season first before we start <laughs> talking about this and that. Hey, you gotta, you got to talk about numbers. Numbers. Well, this number says it's time to okay. go. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> for Lee K. Howard, I'm Brian Milam. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next Friday.